Welcome to The Wondering Mind, a mental health podcast. I'm your host, Emily Elizabeth. I created this show to help educate, encourage, and support those who are struggling with their mental health by sharing my stories, as well as the stories of others, in hopes to show you that you are not alone and you can do anything if you work hard and put your wondering mind to it. So let's get started. In today's episode, I go into detail about why I decided to become sober, how it's affected me, and what I've learned so far. I'll also provide some insight, resources, and give you, the listener, some questions to think about in regards to your current relationship with alcohol. So if you want to hear more, then keep on listening. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning into The Wondering Mind, a mental health podcast. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started. This show is in no way meant to treat or diagnose any type of mental illness. I am not a mental health professional, simply just someone who has struggled and felt called to share what I've learned and am learning along my mental health journey. Thank you so much for your support. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the Wondering Mind podcast. I'm your host, Emily Elizabeth. We are finally back in action after taking a week off, a very much needed break. I wasn't feeling well, so it feels so good to be back in action, recording, and chatting with you all again. So here we are, and I'm excited for today's episode. This week, I was kind of contemplating what I should speak on and something that's fairly new within my life and that I'm still working through and figuring out is my journey with sobriety. And I haven't really talked about it much, so I felt like today would be the perfect time to do so. My journey with sobriety was unplanned. It wasn't something that I had pinpointed and was decisive as to this is the day I'm going to stop drinking or this is my plan of action type of thing. It really honestly happened over time. When I was living in my old apartment last year, I was still drinking wine to relax and just get my mind off of things. And in April, I moved into a new apartment where I am now. And so I had to clean out my fridge, kind of do a deep cleanse of my entire apartment just to make the move easier. I had a little bit of wine left, so I drank it, got rid of it. And I just, for whatever reason, I guess it just wasn't in the forefront of my mind. I guess, you know, because quarantine and people weren't really getting together or going out. So I never stocked back up on any alcohol. So I didn't have any in the house when I moved. So I just kind of kept it that way. I didn't go out to seek any alcohol and bring it into my home. I just kind of left it as is. Mind you, I was going out over the summer to restaurants and eating outside sometimes. So I would order a cocktail then. And it wasn't until I think the fall where I had a conversation with a former guest on my show, Virginia Boone. Shout out to Virginia. 
And we did a whole episode about her sobriety journey. And listening to her talk and share her reasoning, though I didn't relate to every single thing she had mentioned, it did spark something inside of me and made me, after the fact, reflect on my own journey with alcohol. I never fully considered myself an alcoholic before, but after speaking with her, I realized that there's so much stigma around and stereotypes around the term alcoholism and alcoholic. There are many different layers to what alcoholism can be and is. And after much self-reflection, I realized that in a some form of the manner I kind of was because I was consistently using alcohol as a crutch, as a negative coping mechanism, and as a way to not feel, to not think about my feelings, to run away from my feelings temporarily because they made me too uncomfortable, or to build false confidence in social situations because I was insecure and I had social anxiety. So the two combined just was very difficult for me to handle unless I had some drinks in me. I mean, in the past, going back many, many years ago, let's say college is when it was, I think, at its worst. High school was kind of bad too, I'm not going to lie. We'll just say high school and college, quite honestly. I would get so anxious and worked up over being in such a large social setting at a party or going on dates that I would have to drink. And it wasn't just to get a slight buzz, to get my mind feeling at ease. It was I had to pound back shots until I got home. Like I did not stop drinking. At the time, it seemed normal because everyone was doing that. You know, we would have the pregame, then we would go to a bar or a party. We would drink more there. And because everyone I was around was doing the same thing, I thought nothing of it. I didn't do a deeper dive on myself. I didn't take the time to question my actions, why I was drinking so much. Or why before going on a date with someone, I felt I had to get a little buzz going, maybe more than a little buzz to feel confident in myself. So after having this conversation with Virginia, when she came on the show, it made me realize that there was something deeper going on with my relationship with alcohol too. Mind you, over the years, I would say the past probably two years, three years, it's definitely eased. So after having that conversation, it really made me check myself and think back on my own life and what my relationship with alcohol really was. I believe that was in the fall, maybe late summer. After that, I kind of just made this pact to myself and I decided to choose to live a sober life. It didn't seem real at first. It was like, okay, well, I can say that I'm sober now, but you know, I maybe 
depending on the situation, maybe, you know, I'll have like one or two cocktails when I'm out, no big deal. But I actually decided to commit 100% because if I had broken that commitment and if I had gone ahead and been nonchalant and just kind of casual with it for me personally, any, everybody's journey is different, but for me personally, I didn't want to break the pact that I had made with myself because if I broke that pact with myself, I wouldn't be letting myself down. And I've done that so many times within my life. Something just told me, commit to this. You have to commit to this. And so I have, and I did. And what I've learned from this process so far is that I'm finally, for the first time in my entire life, learning and figuring out who I really am as a human being and as a person, because I no longer have anything to fall back on other than myself. I went to a baby shower last weekend, and I was very anxious to go because it was a you know, a somewhat social gathering. Mind you, we were all safe about it, but I hadn't been around a handful of people in so long. And usually I would go and I would have a drink or two and I would get that little buzz and I would feel more comfortable and at ease. But I went into this stone cold sober and it was very intimidating. And I also felt like an oddball because everyone else was getting mimosas and I was the one that ordered orange juice. But I felt so proud of myself for sticking with this that none of that mattered and I was able to work through it and be social authentically and it felt really good. I also went on a date that same evening. Mind you, we were safe. Yes, we wore masks and we were social distancing. It was all good. But normally in the past, whenever I would go on dates, I would have to have a drink in my hand. I would have to have at least two or three drinks. I would have to have that buzz going. I had to have that crutch. I had to have something to fall back on because I didn't have enough confidence in myself to just utilize my personality on its own. That wasn't enough in the past for me. I didn't think that I was good enough I didn't think that I would be interesting enough. I thought I would be too in my head and I would be overthinking things. And so alcohol was always the answer to ease my anxiety in those situations. But I did not resort to alcohol that night at all, that day or night. And it felt amazing being able to openly share with other people that I'm sober and explain why and how it feels is so empowering. And it just, it gives me this like almost a serotonin boost that I would typically get temporarily from alcohol. You know, when you hit that one, that level of buzz kind of drunk and you're like, oh, I feel amazing. Nothing, nothing is bothering me. It's kind of like that, but it, it sticks with you. It doesn't crash and burn the next day when you have a hangover. And then you start to feel like shit and your anxiety starts trickling back in. No, this serotonin boost lasted all weekend. So what I've learned is that the more I continuously speak out, talk to people openly about it, share with people why I'm sober, and the more I order mocktails or just juice or whatever it may be wherever I go, 
it becomes more of a reality for me and it empowers me to just keep going. It shows me that I can do this, that I've got this, that nothing bad is going to happen from this. This is a really positive thing for me for my life. I don't have the extra anxiety that I would typically have going into social situations where I feel like I have to continuously keep up with other people that are drinking. That's something that I would do in the past where I would be at parties or, or social events. And I felt like I had to keep up with the other people around me. Otherwise, I would be missing out somehow. If I wasn't on their level of buzzed or drunk or wasted, then I would be missing out and I wouldn't be getting the full experience. So it would make me anxious because in the back of my mind the whole time, I knew I really didn't want to get that drunk, but I did it anyways. And then, of course, there's the next day, like I said before, the hangover. It's just everything comes crashing back down. All of the anxiety, the depression, the feelings that you're not facing, everything comes rushing back in. And on top of that, you're dehydrated. You have a pounding headache. Your skin looks dry. You're either you've been puking the night before or you're puking the next day. I mean, nothing good comes from it. It literally makes you physically ill. And then I was also feeling mentally ill on top of that. So now that I'm sober, I don't have to worry about that happening ever again because I'm taking my control back and I'm choosing self-respect over alcohol. And it sucks that it's taken me this long to choose myself over what I thought was the answer to certain situations when it came to my anxiety. But the fact that I figured it out now instead of either never or later is better than nothing. So what I really hope that you can gather from me talking about this is for you to start contemplating and reflecting and analyzing your relationship with alcohol, why you drink, how it makes you feel the day of, during, and after, and what are the reasons? Are you trying to run away from something? Is something triggering you? Is something bothering you? Does someone make you too nervous and you're just ignoring red flags? I mean, there could be a whole slew of things that you should be thinking about. And I challenge you to sit down with your thoughts and think about it. Becoming sober is very difficult because it becomes a routine and a social way of life. A lot of people don't want to feel excluded in social events. Another challenge to you would be finding something else you can do. So when you're at home and you're wanting to relax and your first instinct is to head over to the fridge and pull out a bottle of red wine or a beer or make yourself a mixed drink, my challenge to you would be why don't you try doing yoga for 10 minutes? Why don't you download a free app on your phone and meditate for 10 minutes? Why don't you go outside and take a walk? Why don't you go running? Why don't you pull out your journal and start journaling? Why don't you watch something on TV and instead of drinking 
an alcoholic beverage, make yourself some hot tea or drink some water because you might be dehydrated. <laughs> there are always ways to switch up your routine. You, you just have to take the first step. You first have to question why you're drinking and what's the reasoning behind it. And then decide, well, what can I do instead? Then you also have to take into consideration, why are you so worried about feeling quote unquote excluded in social situations when in reality, drinking alcohol just makes you feel like shit overall? And also when there are so many bars and restaurants now that are really becoming inclusive and supportive when it comes to mocktails, everyone has been very supportive from the waiters and waitresses to the hostess, to the bartenders, to the people I'm there with. Because sobriety is starting to become more of a trend, if you will. It's finally starting to pick up traction and become accepted within our society that is so consumed and used to being a society that consistently revolves around alcohol. Quite honestly, going into a bar or a restaurant and ordering a mocktail for myself personally is very empowering. It's kind of like, fuck society. Fuck what society says and thinks. I've been working so fucking hard on myself and my mental health and my well-being that I go into a bar or a restaurant or a social situation and I choose myself now every single time. That mocktail is more than just a drink. It's a representation of what I've been through recently, what I'm going through, and I'm proud to flaunt it. No matter what your journey looks like, no matter the reasoning or how you go about doing it, it's always difficult. There's always going to be bumps in the road. You should be proud of yourself for getting to this point wherever you are in your journey. And if people are making you feel ashamed or embarrassed or excluded, if you've chosen sobriety, then maybe those aren't your people. Maybe you being sober is finally giving you some clarity as to who you should have in your life and who you should not have in your life. See, that's the beauty of being sober. You see things more clearly. You see things in a different light. You see people in a different light. You see yourself in a different light. You see situations in a different light. Being sober also helps you become your own best friend. You begin to trust yourself more. You begin to build authentic confidence. You begin to understand what you want out of life and what you don't want out of life. There's just so many different aspects to why choosing sobriety is so crucial for so many people. This isn't to bash whether you casually drink or not. This is just me discussing what it has done for me personally and what I've gained from it. Everyone has different ways that they want to live their life and that is completely up to you. 
But for me, this was the best decision I could have ever made. Another thing I've learned throughout this process is instead of consistently basing social interactions around alcohol, it's taken me completely out of my comfort zone by choosing to do activities that don't necessarily revolve around alcohol, like doing a yoga class or taking a dance class, which I have yet to do, but it's on the list, or, you know, just going anywhere sober. It's definitely gotten me out of my comfort zone. And though as scary as that may be and continues to be because you're constantly learning and doing and exploring other things, Honestly, that's the only way you can grow and evolve as a human being. If you don't push yourself outside of your comfort zone, you won't grow and evolve. You'll stay stagnant. And though that might be okay for some, for me personally, I don't feel like that's living life to the fullest. I want to explore. I want to see what all I'm capable of. I want to learn new things and I want to do it sober. Another cool thing that I've come across on Instagram in particular is I did not realize until a couple of weeks ago that there are large communities of sober folks out there online. A couple of pages that I've come across on social media are, let's see, Sober Babes Club, Sober Otter, Sober Black Girls Club, Sober Girls Society. I mean, there are tons. There are also a lot of brands that are now marketing mocktails. So they're selling what would be like a mix that you can make a mocktail with. There's just no alcohol in it. There's all types of champagne and wine and tequila and gin and vodka and beer just without the alcohol. So you could literally buy one of these products, go into a social situation, and people would have no idea. So if it's what you're worried about is feeling excluded, not having that thing in your hand or, you know, that motion, that piece of action, there's a solution for it. I mean, there's just so many different things that are out there that honestly I had no idea existed. And it's just a way to make folks that are sober feel included in this culture. It's truly remarkable. I highly encourage you guys to get online and Google non-alcoholic beverages and see what pops up or get on Instagram and type in sober in the search bar and see all the different hashtags and or pages that come up that are dedicated to the sober community. So there are definitely other options and ways to still feel included and you can find a new community, people that you feel like you may even have more things in common with. It's just another way to get you out of your comfort zone and on your way to learning to be more authentically yourself. Whether choosing to be sober is your journey or not, a decision you're willing to make or not, for myself, it was the best decision I ever made. And I'm very proud of myself for doing so and sticking with it. 
and it just truly blows my mind how much I've learned in such a short amount of time from doing so. So if you're struggling with anything right now and you just don't know if you have the willpower, trust me, you do. You 1000% do. It's baby steps. It's figuring out a plan of action and then taking the first step, just like I say with honestly everything else. It's maybe reaching out to a friend who's sober and asking them how they went about it and how it's changed for them, changed their life. Maybe seeking out a therapist who specializes in addiction and recovery and talking to them about ways to begin this process. Maybe you choose to go to an AA meeting or go to a group therapy session or a support group. Whatever the journey looks like for you, just taking that first step and making that decision in itself is monumental and can lead to so many wonderful, wonderful things within your life. I want to say thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Wondering Mind podcast. I sincerely appreciate your love and support. There's a lot of amazing guests that are lined up for the next couple of months and I cannot wait for you to tune in and hear what they have to say and hear all about their journeys. Until next time, maintain your brain and keep on wondering. Thank you for listening to the Wondering Mind podcast. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you wouldn't mind just taking a few moments and leaving us a review, letting us know what you think of the podcast. Also, feel free to follow us on Instagram at the Wondering Mind podcast and on Twitter at TWM podcast. <laughs>